Hello, you're listening to Arts Talk Radio, a companion to the English language Arts Talk magazine, and I'm Michael Hasted. We bring you regular news, reviews and interviews relating to all aspects of the arts in Holland, concentrating on events in Amsterdam, The Hague, Rotterdam and the surrounding areas. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in Holland, in English. A couple of very different items this week. I shall be visiting a doctor who, twice a year for a weekend, turns his private house in Delft into a public art gallery. But first, I was at a concert at the Theatre at Zoutemir last week to hear the wonderful facade, which is, as I'm sure you know, a series of short poems by Dame Edith Sitwell set to music by William Walton. This piece is so quintessentially English, it was perhaps a little odd to find it being played in provincial Holland by a Dutch orchestra. When the satyrs are chattering, nips with a fluttering, glimpse of the forest in arms, all the beauty of marrow and cucumber narrow and series rejoin in their dance. When the satyrs can flatter the flat, the fruit of the gherkin, green and the marrow, said we need a sign. My name is Michel Havenit, and I am the founder and conductor and artistic leader of the Ebony Ensemble. And we've just been listening to Facade, mm-hmm. which seems a strange thing for a Dutch band to do. Yeah, I, I've always taken a big interest in British music, especially from the, um, from the beginning of the last century, um, because it was a very, very uh, interesting musical period. And I've always been fascinated by music from uh, Britain, Walton and Temporaries. And um, I came across um, Facade because we needed then uh, a, a piece, an interesting piece in a, in a small setting for a few, uh, just a few uh, instrumentalists. And what's the, this is not your normal lineup. Um, the normal lineup is about 10 people, which mm. are, it's, it's a string quartet and flute, clarinet and horn and either harp or percussion. Okay. And you're based where? In Zoetermeer. Oh, you're actually based yeah. here? Yes. And you're a full-time ensemble, or do you just play uh, No, we, we, um, play, we perform about three programmes a year uh, mm-hmm. here, own programmes, and sometimes other programmes uh, with, with other cultural partners in Zoetermeer. And is Facade one of your signature pieces? It, it seems to seems to be yes. <laughs> it's, it, it's almost yeah. bordering on masochism, really. I mean, uh, you couldn't get a Dutch guy to do the text. So which no. which came first? You well, found? we couldn't, maybe couldn't, but I I, I I thought it was very important for the work to have a, a British native speaker for the work, mm. and I known Robert for a long time, so and he was very enthusiastic to do it. So um, I'm very glad that that he did, and um, he did s- several performances with that. We started out in 2013 13 with the work. And we did a reprise in 2014, and uh, now after a couple of years, uh, for the first time in Zoetermeer. Facade is, is a funny piece, oh. because it's quintessentially British, mm-hmm. in the tradition of, I don't know, Edward Lear, whatever. Mm-hmm. But at exactly the same time, in 1922, 1921, there was Dada, 
uh-huh. and the transition between yeah. Dada and Surrealism. But as far as I know, there was no contact between the two. As far as I know, no, I don't think because so. Because there is so much yeah. similarity. I mean, it is pure Dada, yes, yes. a lot of it. Uh-huh. It is. But I think you can put that down just to Fisher's eccentricity. <laughs> yes, uh, uh, Lady Sidwell was a very eccentric lady. And you hear that immediately in, in, her, in her lyrics. But you hear this all the time about eccentric uh, uh-huh. British aristocracy, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a matter of which came first. Because, but as I say, although there are so many similarities and, and mm-hmm. emphasizes so completely Dada, there was never any contact between. So um, you're the, the, the guy who does the, the, the voice for this. His name is what? Robert Coop. And how did you find him? Um, he, he was a member of the, uh, of the Netherlands Kamerkorps um, and uh, retired now. And um, he is an, a native, native British, and um, I know him for a long time. And he, um, he was the first person I thought of. He, he, he's actually a singer, uh, of course, uh, a tenor. Mm-hmm. And um, he, li- he very much liked to, to do it. He didn't know the, the work before, he, d- he never performed it before, um, before two, 2013, I mean. But it's a real um, minefield, isn't it? I mean, oh, you, you it is. You cannot afford one false step. It's I mean, very virtuoso. You miss one beat and you're, and you're it, lost. It's a very virtuoso piece, and he does it magnificently, I think. Mm. He is very professional in that, and uh, he's very well... Uh, equipped for it uh. did you, when we were in touch um, last week we were talking about the the ballet version mm-hmm, of yeah. it. did you manage to find those clips yes i saw them and uh, the first thing that st- struck me was that um all three pieces i heard are slower than the ensemble v- versions ah, which that may be because they have to i don't know why time. but i don't i don't know the orchestral uh, scores uh, so it it, it Maybe Walton wrote it uh, the, intentionally. The, the, the score small, you're using small. here is that the the original score for the small uh, setting. Yeah. Yes. But and the orchestral score is for a full orchestra. Yes, it's a different score. And yeah. I think the the ballet is done to the full orchestra, isn't it? Or, yes, or it's, it's a symphony orchestra. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The mm-hmm. one I liked particularly was the popular song mm-hmm. with the two guys with the blazers yeah, 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 and the yeah, straw yeah, hats yeah. and everything else. Yeah. What's your favourite? Um, well, it's hard to, to pick one out, but one of my favorites would be the, the waltz, mm. because Walton does such magnificent um, compositorial things with that. It's, it really sounds like a full-blown symphony orchestra. Is it, is it all difficult to play? It is. <laughs> it's, it, it is. It is difficult. The parts, some of the parts, not in all the pieces, but some of them are very virtuoso. And you don't actually hear it like that. It doesn't sound virtuoso, but it is. <laughs> so it's, what do you mean individually or on ensemble? In the ensemble, it doesn't doesn't appear to be uh, very difficult, mm. uh, but but it is. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you. Thank you very much indeed. It was nice of you to to, to found us. I, I'm <laughs> glad. I'm glad I did. I really enjoyed it. Thank and uh, we'll keep in touch next time. We'll see you again. Yeah. Okay. Ladies, time dies. Arts Talk Radio Online. Arts Talk Magazine provides the perfect companion to Arts Talk Radio with reviews and previews in English of cultural events in Holland. Whatever your interest in the arts, 
Our international team of writers will always provide something new and exciting to see online. That's Arts Talk Magazine, all one word, dot NL. Arts Talk Magazine, dot NL. It's Sunday morning, as you can probably tell from the bells, and I'm walking along the Oude Delft, the most beautiful canal in Delft, and I'm on my way to visit a 500-year-old private house, which for two weekends a year transforms itself into an art gallery. Uh, my name is Simone Haak. I'm the owner, uh, together with Joke Dudens, of Terra Delft Gallery, already for almost 34 years. My name is uh, Ramon Dijkgraaf. Um, I'm living at the Oude Delft 210. Uh, my profession is gynecologist uh, in daily life, uh, and I'm one of the initiators uh, for Kunstkamer Delft, what we initiated together with uh, Joke and Simone van Terra. So, so what happens, this is your own private house, and twice a year, for a weekend, you open its doors and it becomes an art gallery. Yes, that's true. Uh, at the moment that uh, uh, Galerie Terra Delft uh, existed for 30 years, they had an exhibition in six uh, old kennel houses in Delft, and one of the houses was the Outer Delft 210, our house, and it was a very successful uh, event. And at that moment, when it was done, we sat together uh, to, to talk and to discuss about uh, that exhibition and uh, made a new step uh, to make two times a year an exhibition and the Kunstkammer Delft was born. And it's not only paintings, because of your ceramic mm. shop, it's half and half, I think. It's half ceramics, half paint. We decide together, with four of us, what we like to show. And we like to show not only ceramics, but also um, paintings, sculptures, photos. Are these local artists? Uh, no, no. Most are from Holland. And now this time we have uh, two people, two artists from uh, the UK. What's your policy for, for this? You, as I said, you have half paintings. Half, half ceramics. But is there any direction you you feel you should be going in or do go in? Uh, not really, because uh, we spot uh, several artists at uh, exhibitions uh, all over the world, here in the Netherlands, and uh, we bring also artists in our uh, meetings, and uh, we discuss with our fours what we think about the work from the artists, and when we think all of us, all the four, yes, that's a good uh, partner for us to ask for the Kunstkamer, then we connect and uh, take contact with uh, the artists. And I believe that you go off to China. Why, why, what do you do in China? Um, I'm curator of a museum there. And I, um, uh, I can make an exhibition there twice a year, in spring and in autumn. This is a, a Dutch stuff you take or you find place, uh, things it, in China? Uh, it is in Jingdezhen, it's a Chinese museum. And with the owner, a Chinese uh, man, we have a strong cooperation. And I'm also the head of the exchange program in uh, in Jingdezhen in the ceramic center called Sambao. And you take Dutch art over there? Uh, yeah, but not only Dutch, um, European. And uh, I just came back from a trip to China and I had uh, 12 uh, artists I could invite to work there for one month and then I made an exhibition in another museum, not in Jingdezhen, but in uh, Gansu, on north of China. And uh, there was one from UK, Sweden, um, Denmark, Germany, Belgium. 
And Argentina. do you ever show these Chinese artists in Kunstkammer? Yes, we uh, talked about that uh, subject uh, and we want to do an exhibition uh, here in uh, May of 2020, uh, a Chinese Kunstkammer, and uh, we will connect with uh, Simone to Jackson Lee in um, China. Yeah, and last year, uh, four of us, we went to China, did a trip of three weeks, and we visited the Chinese artists as well. Because you don't see many much Chinese contemporary art in this in, in Europe, really. Mm, I mean, there's one way, and there's not really. There, there are some, and some very famous ones, but um, yeah. I mean, do you have, do you have problems um, politically getting Chinese um, artists in or no, out? No, no, no. That is another political problem. It's yeah. easy, and uh, we already have showed some work of uh, Chinese artists in our gallery, and also Chinese artists came here to uh, to do a residency here, and I also brought paintings made by Chinese here back to China to sell there, and um, I just roll them and. Uh, it's easy. And or, the next one is in November. It's every May and every November. Yes. So we've just missed the one for May. So we have the one to November to look forward to. OK, well, I think that will do for now. So yeah. thank you both very much indeed. Yeah. And we look forward to next November. Yes. The first weekend of November. Yes. Arts Talk Radio Online. Interviews and features on the arts in English. So that's all for this week. But please join us for the next edition of Arts Talk Radio. If you have any comments, we'd be pleased to hear from you. And if you click on the subscribe button, you'll be able to keep up to date with all the latest programmes. My name is Michael Hasted, and so for the moment, it's goodbye. <laughs>